listening to Coast to Coast Latino. If you don't recognize that incredible sound, that's Trio Los Panchos, formed in uh, 1944 in New York. The original members, Alfredo Gill, Chucho Navarro, and Hernando Avilas, have long passed, but the group continues. Chucho Navarro Jr. has continued the trio. They still perform. And uh, you can find their music on iTunes. You can see some of their performances on YouTube. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, you know, pick up one of their one of their albums. They're incredibly romantic, incredibly beautiful music. I want to thank you for joining me this Friday. This is the Friday version of Coast to Coast Latino. A lot of things are happening this morning. It's a very active morning. Uh, for those of you that are not aware, uh, President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump uh, have been uh, found to have COVID-19. They have contracted COVID-19. They tested positive around midnight last night, and uh, President Trump tweeted that him and Melania had been tested positive for COVID-19. Now, what does that do? to everything that's going on, everything from the uh, from the campaign to relations that we have internationally to who is running the ship. And I think these are very important questions and we're going to tackle each one of those as we as we go along today. Coast to Coast Latino is brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. If you want to know more about the Vida de Oro Foundation, please please visit their website at vidadeoro.org. That's vidadeoro.org. We are sponsored by U-Haul. For your storage and moving needs, contact U-Haul. Uh, they're also hiring, by the way, so if you go on their website, uh, check out their jobs information. And uh, they're hiring across the United States. They're, they're a good company to work for. We're also brought to you by OIC Tax Services. OIC are the guys who can tackle your issues with the IRS. They can negotiate on your behalf a settlement or they can, in fact, find ways to have your tax bill completely disappear. Contact Bob at OIC dot com that's oic.com again i want to thank you for joining us uh here on friday uh coast to coast latino president trump tweeted last night that uh, him and melania had uh, been tested positive for COVID 19. as many of you know president trump has been the one that's been downplaying COVID 19 and uh and has gotten to the point where his rallies, nobody wears masks, there's no social distancing. Uh, the rallies, quite frankly, have always been a grand opportunity for this virus to really spread. And uh, now we find that the President of the United States 
has contracted the the virus and his and his wife both of them have been quarantined okay uh they're okay according to his uh, personal physician but they're checking him regularly for two primary reasons one he is definitely in the age group of being the most vulnerable at 74 uh without a doubt president trump could in fact uh uh get extremely ill the second is he's obese so he doesn't take care of himself you know he eats a lot of a lot of hamburgers especially mcdonald's hamburgers and uh and and so he's he he loves junk food and so he's not healthy from uh from our perspective anyway i'm sure his physician has a better thing to say about it and i know that he's told us that he's as healthy as as anybody could ever be but uh you know, when we look at him and we see him, we know that 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 he's not okay. Um, and now this, what this does is it it puts the, our government at at a potential risk. Uh, on the upside, uh, Vice President Mike Pence and his wife tested negative, so we know that if things got worse for the president that Mike Pence has the ability to step in and uh, and uh, keep keep the the country going the policies may change which which may be interesting but he, at least he would be able to keep the country going so what happens now to the uh, to the political side of things the 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 campaign well Donald Trump's campaign 31 days before election day has come to a stop all of a sudden, he can't do rallies. He can't go out and talk to people. And for the next two weeks, he's essentially relying on his staff, his people, his campaign people, to keep the word out there. Will his numbers change as a result of this? And that's a very good question. But before we get there, Let's talk about all the people that Donald Trump has been around. Okay, uh, one of the things that that is critical to assess the impacts of COVID-19 is to be able to trace it, to be able to find who is passing it to who, where did it start, that kind of stuff. Because Donald Trump has been seeing so many people and has been with so many people over the last several weeks, that, that tracing is not going to be that easy. We do know that individuals who flew with him in the last two weeks in uh, Air Force One include senators. It includes uh, congressional representatives. It includes governors. And he's also met with dozens and dozens of soldiers, of, of, of uh, campaign people in almost every eastern state so did COVID-19 spread to each one of those that's going to be the toughest thing that I think this government but the most critical thing that this government has to do is start assessing exactly uh, who Donald Trump came into contact with but it's not just him understand that his uh, personal assistant is the one that came down first and she tested positive. He told us that yesterday. 
And as a result, he also said that he had been tested. Well, last night, he, he confirmed that him and, and Melania are positive for COVID-19. So with the campaign being shut down for at least two weeks, what happens to Joe Biden? Well, here's the thing. He just went through a debate with Donald Trump. Did Donald Trump spread COVID-19 to Joe Biden? So Joe Biden is being tested today uh, to make sure that, that, that uh, he doesn't have the virus. But if he does have the virus, all of a sudden we have a very weird election. And, and 2020 has been weird altogether, period. It's been one of the strangest years I think any of us have ever experienced in our lives. And when we look at the possibility of of both candidates being ill, uh, and then we hope, and and at least I do anyway. I hope to God that that neither one of them becomes even more ill from this virus. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how people react overall. Uh, I do know that there is this thing called a sympathy vote. You feel bad for the guy. As a result, you're going to vote for him. Uh, and then there's there's those individuals who are going to believe that the virus, continue to believe that the virus is still a hoax and that the president is okay. There's nothing wrong with them. And and then they're going to ask questions like, oh, he's just doing that to get more more votes. You know, folks, COVID-19 is not something to scoff at. And I've said that before, especially amongst Latinos. We Latinos are the most impacted, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a child, whether you're an adult, uh, whether you're working, or even if you're not working. The thing is, is that Latino culture, Latino individuals are being impacted the most by COVID-19. In the U.S., we have approximately 7.2 million people who have tested positive for COVID-19. Out of that, we have had 207,000 who have died. This is only over a period of six months. The other thing that 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 is important for us to look at is for those who have survived, what have been the impacts? And we keep hearing of side effects, especially especially because COVID-19, we're learning, uh, also attacks the brain. And there are headaches. There are also impacts on other organs of the body. And uh, like I've said before, it is not a pretty sight. This virus is extremely dangerous, has always been extremely dangerous, and it's the reason why medical experts throughout the United States were warning about this virus. They were telling everybody, you got to be careful. You got to create social distancing, washing your hands, wearing a mask. The CDC came out this week and said, if you wear a mask, you have a big chance of preventing its distribution as well as it getting it. And unfortunately, our president has been pushing this idea of not wearing a mask. 
And he even started, I don't know how many of you remember this, he started this thing back in, uh, back in February and March, this idea that it was a hoax, that it was being created by the Democrats. And, and for those of you who believed him, answer me this question. How can the Democrats have so much influence throughout the world where India, Europe, China, Japan, etc., all of these countries, Mexico, Brazil, all these countries have been influenced by the Democratic Party to go along with this hoax? So I believe what's going to come out of this is we're going to have a lot of people all of a sudden wearing masks. We're going to have a lot of people that are going to start paying attention to social distancing. And I also think that a lot of businesses are just not going to open. Even though we want to see our economy back up, we want to see businesses happening. Uh, because again, this virus has seriously impacted Latino small business owners. And we want to see them back up. We want to see our, our Latino businesses fully functional, especially in this month that also happens to be the month to, uh, to shop small businesses. And the other is we're probably going to see uh, schools close because the virus is also spread amongst young people. This is going to be a significant impact on all aspects of functions of the United States of America. Because the guy who was saying that this was a hoax, that this wasn't real, that we didn't have to follow the rules that were being laid out by medical experts, now has the virus. So the, the, the mindset has changed. We're going to go through another paradigm shift because this has now happened. And let's talk about the potential for worse. If Donald Trump is unable to function as president of the United States, Mike Pence becomes president of the United States. Just like that. And we have an election in 31 days. So Mike Pence will probably run the country, but he'll be a lame duck president. He won't be able to get anything done. The, the uh, Democratic Party uh, are, are sympathetic to everything that's happening. Uh, Nancy Pelosi came out this morning saying that, uh, that uh, she is concerned for the president. And she also says that, uh, you know, that, that uh, the Democrats are essentially standing ready to help out as, as much as they can. Will Donald Trump's numbers go up? Well, let's let's look at what happened in Britain when their prime minister uh, got uh, COVID-19. Uh, he went to uh, the hospital. He was he was in intensive care. He survived, came back out, and his numbers went up. In fact, they went through the roof. He became one of the most popular uh, uh, individuals to lead Britain and it all it's all because of the virus will that happen with Donald Trump we don't know we just don't know there's too many unknowns will this impact the image that we have of the presidential debate that just took place this past Tuesday 
Probably not, because a lot of us are still in shock that this particular debate happened and the way it happened. Perhaps one of the ugliest debates I have ever... In, in fact, it wasn't even a debate, okay? It was, it was two old guys arguing. That's what it looked like. And neither one of them, in my opinion, was able to get the best word in uh, on the other. Now, Joe Biden may have been able to really come out and drop some good, strong messages to the voters. As a result, when the polls were taken afterward to see who won the debate, Joe Biden's numbers are higher. Donald Trump didn't deliver anything. He didn't deliver a plan. He didn't deliver a strategy. He didn't even brag about the things that they had done and how they did it. Instead, what he did is he attacked Joe. He, he, he denied, he tried to ramrod an image that Joe Biden was lying during the uh, debate. It was a tough debate to watch. The numbers didn't change much afterward, but the biggest number that, that some of us paid attention to was how much was being contributed to the campaigns of both Joe and uh, and Donald and let me tell you during the debate and after the debate Joe Biden made a lot of money there were so much contributions to his campaign it was unbelievable and we know that the Trump administration or the Trump campaign I should say uh, has spent all of their campaign money pretty much, um, that with the amount of money that Joe just got, uh, many of us firmly believe that, that the airwaves are going to be just just inundated with advertisements promoting Joe Biden for President of the United States. And not just, not just the airwaves, but also the, uh, the world of the Internet. Now, foreign countries are sending their their uh, best wishes to the president. All foreign countries are doing that, and, and it's good. Uh, France took it a little bit further this morning, uh, not only sending their, their, uh, their best wishes for recovery, full recovery, but they also said something along the lines of, well, you know, if, if, uh, if he hadn't taken this so lightly, uh, this probably wouldn't have happened. And I think Donald Trump is going to hear that a lot, especially over the next two weeks. What's going to be, I think, more interesting is to see whether or not he's a he's asymptomatic, which would be very interesting. Uh, I mean, think about it. Uh, all of a sudden, he can go back on the job. He's he, he can go back on the campaign trail, and he can do a lot more things as president of the United States. Will the debate continue? Will the debates continue? We don't know. We just don't know. Uh, many of us believe that the next debate, because there are supposed to be three, the next debate may not happen because of, of uh, the president contracting uh, the virus. The, uh, the other is, will the other remaining campaign debates presidential debates will they actually happen and the answer is probably not 
uh, because the president had already said that he didn't like any changes to the format that was used this past Tuesday. But the 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 uh, presidential debate committee has big issues on how this whole thing went. As a result, they changed it, and they're 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 changing it to make it a little bit more difficult for Donald Trump to be a bulldozer at the next debate. But will there be a next debate? I think as things go along, we're definitely going to learn. We may learn over the weekend that debates have been canceled. Again, it all depends on how Donald Trump responds to the virus. Repeatedly criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you what are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them what do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right boys stand back and stand by in case you didn't recognize that, that was uh, President Trump being asked to condemn white supremacists by Chris Wallace during the debate. He finally said, uh, you know, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Which, of course, led to alarming reactions from many, many people across the U.S. Uh, and it was a focus of uh, many of the questions that he received the following day. Here's a short clip. I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. So President Trump tells us that he doesn't know who the Proud Boys are, but yet he told him to stand back and stand by. The following day, South Florida Sun Sentinel wrote an article, and it talked about the Proud Boys, who they are, who their uh, leader is, and uh, what is so strange is that their leader of the Proud Boys, which is a, 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 a white supremacist group, is being led by a Cuban American. Yeah, the guy's Latino. His name is Henry Enrique. And he refers himself as the chairman of the group, chairman of the organization. And uh, he apparently also manages the Proud Boys website. But there's something else that I think is critical for those of you who aren't familiar with who this character is. He's also the leader of Latinos for Trump. Okay, he is the leader of and Donald Trump says he doesn't know who the Proud Boys are. Again, you know, we we we're always misled by our president on so many things. But the biggest thing, of course, has been the coronavirus being misled by the uh, by the president on coronavirus has impacted each and every American. 
And it doesn't matter what your race is, what your gender is. Uh, the bottom line is you've been impacted and that's not good. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. I strongly believe we need a change at the executive level of our federal government. In Latino news across the U.S., uh, the Arizona Republic has an excellent article on, believe it or not, Latinos and hockey. And I know many people go, what? Latinos are actually into hockey? Yes, we are. Um, we have Javier Gutierrez, who is president and CEO of the uh, Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes are owned by Alex Maruelo also a Latino. And they've been doing this massive outreach to the Latino community, uh, not just in Phoenix, but also throughout uh, 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 Arizona. And more recently, they met with a group who held a, uh, you know, a small uh, demonstration of, of hockey and showed some of the kids how to play hockey. The organization is the Chicanos por la Causa Community Center. And uh, let me tell you, they brought one of their Latino players, Vinny Hinostrosa. And uh, Vinny happens to be just one of quite a number of players, believe it or not, that are Latinos that are playing national hockey, professional national hockey. And uh, they did, uh, uh, he talked about real life experience. Uh, they showed the kids how to how to handle the stick. Uh, they they helped with some of the drills. The thing is, is that what they're doing is they're teaching kids about hockey, and that's really exciting because it's it's crossing over into a new area uh, where Latinos are more prominently known to play baseball, uh, and some of them football. Uh, rarely do we see a, a, a tall Latino playing uh, basketball. But uh, here we have hockey. And not to be outdone, ESPN is also doing a strong Latino outreach during uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, what they're doing is they're, they're uh, essentially trying to find the superstar candidates in baseball that can be labeled the face of Latino baseball. And involved with them are, of course, uh, ESPN Deportes and uh, 538 uh, uh, organization, which explains exactly how, what they're doing to be able to calculate who will be the face of Latino baseball. Uh, so far, the results of our four candidates, it includes the Atlanta Braves, Renaldo Acuna Jr. from Venezuela, Puerto Rico's Francisco Lindor, and he plays with the Cleveland Indians. Dominican outfielder Juan Soto of the uh, Washington Nationals. And uh, this week it's Fernando Tatis Jr. who plays with the uh, San Diego Padres and is a Dominican. So as you can see, there's a lot of activity in the sports area to try to recognize and try to make relevant professional sports with Latinos. And it makes a lot of sense because, quite frankly, 
we are the future fans of all professional sports, not just soccer. Um, we have approximately 61 million Latinos living in the United States. We're 19% of the population. Uh, we could easily fill every single stadium and have Latinos left over uh, to watch it on, on television. That's, that's how they view our market. And uh, it's good to see that people are actually reaching out to, uh, to us, especially during Hispanic Heritage Month. Finally, uh, I want to cover the, uh, an article that NBC News put out uh, regarding uh, Latinos and the Oscars. And what they found based on looking at who has won the Oscars that is Latino, they have found that uh, we, need to, we need to take cover somehow uh, in order to be able to recognize. And how we take covers, we change our names. For example, Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez. Do you know who that is? Martin Sheen. Had he been Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez, the question is, would he been the star of the West Wing as President Joshua Bartlett? But he's not the only one. When you look at uh, Academy Award winner, Alejandro Gonzalez Inieritu, you find that he won the Oscar uh, uh, for Best Picture and Director for a film called Babel. Well, today, Alejandro doesn't go by Alejandro Gonzalez Inurato. Today, he goes by Alejandro G. Inurato. And there's others. There's there's a tons of there's tons of others who have little by little found it difficult to keep uh, uh, good title roles going, including Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn, whose real name was Manuel Antonio Rodolfo Quinn uh, Oaxaca, he changed his name to Anthony Quinn, and look, he got all kinds of Academy Awards. Will all Latinos need to do that? Probably not, or at least. Let's hope not. Well, that's my time. I want to thank you for joining me here, the Friday edition of Coast to Coast Latino. I hope uh, it was informative. I hope uh, I brought some topics up that uh, stir your brain a little bit and get you thinking. If you have comments, if you want to provide me some kind of feedback, by all means, send me an email. Send it to latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. That's Latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. Visit us on our website, coasttocoastlatino.com. We have tons of information there. We also have uh, all of our podcasts there if you want to check them all out. You can also visit us over at uh, Facebook, Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook. Again, my name is Adrian Perez. I want to thank you for joining me. And until Wednesday of next week, you take care and be safe.